Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. So glad you're with us. DA with you. Live, actually. Well, not live because of the PGP. But it's taped from Radio Row in the convention center of downtown Houston. I'm down on Radio Row broadcasting all week. And Mraz joins me now from the studio back in uh, back in New York. Mraz, how are things back there at Mission Control? Uh, things are, are a little hectic as we're taping this on a Tuesday. I've had Joe yeah. D. bail on me. I've had, you know, PR reps call me thinking I'm with you in Houston trying to coordinate guests. It's been a uh, been hectic. I'm earning the paycheck, as they like to say. Well, that's probably a good thing because you always complain about having to work too hard. So now you get to actually realize what working hard is all about. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. No. Let me hit the lotto. Yeah, that's not really not in your wheelhouse to work very hard. (laughs) Noka, what do you think of Joe D, you know, leaving me out to dry like this, though? This is really bad timing for him. You know, we, we talk about having to be a gamer. Matt Miller, yesterday NFL draft scout, Bleacher Report, joined us on the show, and clearly he was not 100%. Clearly he was dealing with something, some type of uh, flu-like symptoms, and he fought through it. He knew this was Super Bowl week, and Joe D did not live up to the Matt Miller standard. No, he didn't at all. Matt Miller sounded much worse than Joe D sounded yesterday, and I even tried to entice Joe D when he was like putting the, you know, if you will, the Easter eggs out there that he could call out sick. I told yeah. him I would pick up slack on his work, do this, that, the other thing, and he didn't even give me an explanation today. He texted me simply, "Not going to be in today, sorry, bud," and that was it. And then I said, "Okay, no problem." He never even answered me. No explanation. No explanation. I mean, I knew he wasn't feeling good. But I have a feeling he uh, he kind of cowardly didn't want me to talk him into coming in. So what does that mean now for you moving forward without the Joe D? Well, the Tuesday night program, which by the time you hear this PGP will know whether Tuesday went well or not, means that I have now had to put together soundcheck on my own. I am uh, doing his sports minute share, which which is to be before that, while dealing with all these shenanigans in Houston, calling you nonstop, dealing with, you know, different agencies and stuff, trying to get our guests on, while yeah. then doing the in-coordination of making sure everything we're doing is set back here. So I really feel like I'm doing two and a half jobs on this Tuesday, and it's not fun. It's like two and a half men. Two and a half men. Now, granted, you could argue I do half a job the rest of my year. Yeah. So if you want to say it offsets yeah. the issue, I get it. Also, yeah. if Joe D comes in and they got me sick and I'm sitting there Super Bowl Sunday and I can't even watch the game because I'm in bed, I'd be annoyed too. But you know what? Yeah. I'm not happy right now. You're not a happy camper. Not at all. But how are things down there? You're probably a lot happier than I am, right? Are you sick of me here and complaining? Things are good. I mean, it's very busy, obviously, because the show itself is not just the four-hour extravaganza that you normally know. It's actually more along the lines of... Hang on for a sec. Our bosses are calling. 
Testing one, two, three, four. In three, two, and one. Well, this is now part two of part one of the Permission Granted podcast. Moraz, I believe we tried this on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday. So now here we are 48 hours later, and it's just a, a week that feels like we're never going to get the PGP to the people at this point. No, I know. But you know what? If we knock it out right now, I think we can get it to them on a Thursday late evening, which means they have it on a Friday and a Saturday and a Sunday until next week. So we, we at least have them covered there. We, we need to deliver it to the people, don't we? Yeah, we can't take a week off. we got to try to churn this out. Well, this will be – maybe this really defines the PGP here, if we could stand strong in the face of adversity and not pull a Jay Cutler and Wilt. So let me say this. Being here without you in Houston has been very difficult. I know we crap on you a lot for your lack of uh, effort, your work ethic, your – dependability on affirmation your neediness uh back in new york but you know what you are sorely missed here because being a conduit between the guests and the hosts is crucial because it is a madhouse and it is impossible to navigate the madhouse when you are also trying to host said madhouse oh i appreciate that it's good to be uh, appreciated maybe now i can earn another cookie maybe next week or something like that yeah, well, we talked about this last PGP that you need treats, you need a <laughs> gift, you need, you need the Skittles at the end of the rainbow. So I got you the, uh, the giant cookie that you asked for because you did an amazing job booking this week, even though we were not going to have you here on site even before we got out here. How was the cookie the next time around? The cookie was delicious. It was perfectly flaky, perfectly chocolatey, perfectly chewy. It had everything you're looking for in a chocolate chip cookie, and I felt like I woke up Monday ready to go because I felt appreciated, and I think I've delivered on a decent week under the circumstances once again. Yes, under said circumstances, you have delivered in, uh, in a major way, so uh, we appreciate that very much. Now, let me also ask you this. Considering we are now in the the world of gifts for Mraz to make sure he stays motivated, <laughs> I also was able to uh, to get you a little gifty over to Chick Fil A. Uh, have you used it yet? I have not. My plan was to use it on Saturday, but my father had me running errands for him because I live six houses away. So sure. so we are back in play for that coming up this Saturday. I think a good Chick-fil-A treat after the week of stress that I've endured here is exactly what I'm looking for, and I hope to basically be taking a bath in Polynesian sauce in due time. Polynesian sauce is the way to go with Chick-fil-A, isn't it? It has to be. I mean, they have so many great sauces. I know the sriracha is pretty good. The regular Chick-fil-A sauce is good. But the Polynesian, just that sweet little kick, everything, you can dunk everything in it. We had one of the funniest moments, I think, of 2017 last night in Soundcheck. It was the, it was the last five <laughs> minutes of the show. And, you know, on, on SNL, they call the final sketch of the night the, tw- the, the 10 to 1 sketch. And the 10 to 1 sketch means it's, it's 12.50 a.m. Eastern time. So it's 10 minutes before they're going to go off the air at 1 a.m. Eastern. And they always kind of throw it against the wall. They always just kind of go for broke when it comes to that last sketch. And last night, Soundcheck ended up basically right before the epic fail. And Soundcheck, this is the third clip in Soundcheck. So this was literally, if we get off the air at 9.50, what is it, 9.55.50? Yeah, 9.55.45 on the nose, Eastern Time. So this is probably at 9.52 or 9.51 Eastern Time. Basically the 10 to 1 sketch for us. And you guys played audio of Francesa describing the interior of the convention center. (laughs) And I had not heard it, obviously. This is the first time I heard it. And I was doubled over in laughter. By the time we are signing off the air around here, 
uh, at around 9 p.m. Central Time. Most radio stations are off the air. There's a couple of West Coast radio stations that are on the air, a couple of, uh, of Midwest radio stations doing a nighttime show, but, but largely I'm... You know, the only, uh, one of the only, the, the national shows are all broadcasting, so that's, that's fine. But th- it's, it's a limited uh, amount of people here, and I was cackling. I, it was echoing throughout. Everyone's looking at me like, what is so damn funny this late in the <laughs> night? I thought that was absolutely drop-dead hysterical. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it because, truth be told, James Ward, who was putting together the sound check, you know, we're all frantic in the newsroom with you running around Radio Row on your own trying to communicate to me, and James is trying to put together a sound check, and we had two clips, and he finally turned to me out of desperation and was like, do you have anything for a third clip? And it dawned on me that it just two hours earlier while driving into the studios, I had heard Mike Francesa's open, and I remember myself cracking up, and I know we love a good Francesa clip, and I said, you know what, James, maybe it was just me that thought this was funny, but why don't you pull mics open and see the way he describes Radio Row and calls it a warehouse, and you tell me if you like it, and you ended up going with it. I'm glad you loved it. So that was really, if James had had a third better clip, that may not have made the show, But and if I wasn't listening at 1 p.m. to WFA, and that wouldn't have made the show. So really, it was by a, you know, a stroke of luck that that all worked out that way. And then replaying it, and all of us hysterically laughing, that <laughs> was... That was exactly what you would want right there, right? Oh, for sure. You know, it was a perfect way, too, with all the guests on, too, to kind of shed some light on just the ridiculousness that is Radio Row and that we are still the DA show where we like to joke around, make fun of people, and have fun. So I thought that was perfect. And I'm glad you guys all laughed as hard as I am because now it doesn't make me feel like an idiot for laughing so hard in the car. And maybe there were listeners laughing hard in their own cars last night hearing it. No, it was great, and it was truly the 10-to-1 sketch in every sense of the word because we just kind of took a chance on, on it and, uh, and threw it against the wall, and it, it, it stuck, and you just never know. You know, I think, I think like that cowbell sketch for SNL was one of those things where they didn't know if it was going to be funny, it was late in the show, and then it just turns into an epic moment that you'll never forget. I, I kind of felt like last night with the Francesca clip was exactly that. I mean, because... Out of every radio station here doing hours upon hours of coverage, how many people do you think described the interior of a convention center? I mean, you might say, like, there's a giant banner that's 50 feet long with Brady and and Matt Ryan that I'm (laughs) staring at right now. You might say there's classic vintage flags that are hanging. That would be understandable. But who do you think is describing what the interior of a convention center look like? Like, there's gray walls. It's carpeted. There are tables. It feels like a big warehouse. You know, it's right. like... Right. They call it Radio Row. It's not exactly a row because there's just sets and banners, <laughs> banners and sets. It's it's true. That what that struck me as, because a lot of the shows, as you know, you're jam-packed with guests, more guests than ever at Radio Row, and it struck me as Mike had a laundry list of guests. He knew he had to have 10 minutes out of the open to kill. Nothing really going on in the New York sports scene at the moment. It's too early for us a hard Super Bowl take on a Wednesday. So he, he looked up. He didn't know where he was. He said, okay, I got 10 minutes to my first guest. Let me describe where I am, and this is what I got. I can't do it justice right now because last night I was in the moment. I was reenacting uh, uh, what Mike might be saying or thinking about in, in Mike's voice. So I just highly encourage anybody to go back and listen to the final segment of Wednesday night show. I think you will absolutely get such a kick out of it. I think it's going to be one of those things that we might even play for a 12-day of Christmas. I thought it was that funny. <laughs> I'll make sure I save it in that then. So today is kind of the crescendo of Radio Row because it goes a slow build Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Thursday is like the crash of people and the guests and the crush, and then tomorrow, Friday, it subsides a little bit. So 
Today was the most maniacal. Let me tell you, Mraz, this was a far more civil experience than anything we had last year. Remember, last year, the NFL experience of the NFL Team Shop, which is an enormous, enormous NFL store set up for merchandising, was basically in Radio Row. You had to walk walk out of the cash register in, in San Francisco and into Radio Row. So there were just throngs and mobs of people. And you tell me, it was also on the first floor last year, street level, right? Yes, you walked right in. Right in was Radio Row. Right in was the whole you know, merchandising store. Everything was right there on the first floor as soon as you walked in the doors. This is much different. This is the third floor of a convention center. And the, the team store, the NFL uh, store, Super Bowl store, is on the first level. So if you're a fan, you've got to actually go two levels up. And there is no intermingling of like merchandising here. So Interesting, it, but it's still open to the fan. Like, fans wanted to watch the show, yes. they could? Okay. Yeah, we've got fans that are walking by right now, and they're stopping by, and they're looking. Like, right now, we've got a, a, a group of five or six people that are watching me do this. Uh, I don't know if they subscribe to the PGP, but all of you guys that are watching right now, please do so. It's it's free on iTunes. And You might want to um, plug Nomad right now while you got the chance to. That's a great point. Yeah, uh, guys, subscribe to Nomad. It's, uh, it's also free on YouTube. Uh, it's uh, just uh, my name backwards. So... <laughs> So, but it you know last year it was mobs like you couldn't even get to our our set if you were a, cre- a credentialed media. This year it's probably a quarter of the fans, which is kind of great because you can get to and fro where you need to be. But there's also a sprinkling of fans involved, so it would have made your life a lot easier. You were fighting, you were crowd surfing basically last year to go get guests. Yeah, especially because when the guests come walking by, and then you have the fans close enough to them that they could stop to take selfies with them. That really derails and, and autographs. Right, and autographs that slows down the times because all these guys are on sharp schedules. So luckily, I'm not fighting with a bunch of that this year. Yeah, it's it's much better. So that is uh, part two of part one, side A of the PGP. A side B is coming up right now. And uh, we appreciate everybody for staying patient with us with the PGP this week. It's been uh, it's been a labor of love to try to get this thing published and posted, but now it will be. So enjoy it, and here's Side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. It's Super Bowl week on the DA Show and the Permission Granted Podcast here on play.it. And I am joined by a very healthy associate producer of the DA Show and the producer of Sunday Morning Football with DA, James Ward. James, how you doing? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And I'm actually healthy today, which is more than we can say than our co- about our colleague, Joe D. Yes. Now, this tells you all you need to know. When we've had you on the PGP in recent weeks, or pretty much any time in the last year, it's been via the phone because we like to tape these on Monday or Tuesday to get them out early. You don't enter the DA show um, spectrum, if you will, till Wednesday. Right. Wednesday is my Wednesday is my Monday, and that probably makes no sense to anyone, but Wednesday is my Monday, Thursday is my Tuesday, Sunday is actually my Friday, right. if you could believe that. So if you follow all that track, and what we're basically telling you here is behind the curtain, we're taping this on Wednesday. It's usually taped on a Monday or Tuesday. The reason we're taping this on Wednesday is things have just spiraled out of control this week on the DA show uh, what we have here is not necessarily an ideal situation for program. We have DA down in Houston, Radio Row, which is always good. The shows are always good there. Uh, this is the third time the DA show has done Radio Row. The first time DA has gone solo without either myself or back in, when it was in New York City was Kenny Brock helping out with the recording of the interviews. So that leaves myself, James, and Joe back at the shop, if you will, uh, as we call it, back here in New York City to handle the show. Now, 
with radio row shows, you need all hands on deck. There's a lot of moving parts. There's tapings of guests. There's guests kind of, you know, coming off the whim. Everything's kind of, you know, off the cuff, if you will. Lots of different shows using the same equipment at around the same time, which could get a little dicey. Things get dicey, and you need a lot of communication. Now, all that being said, we need all hands on deck. So what happens on Tuesday? Why haven't we taped this on Tuesday? James, what happened to Joe D? Young... Joe D'Aloisio decided it was a good day to call out sick. Decided it was a good day to call out sick. Now, I came in on Monday with a pretty good attitude. I said, you know what? Now, I love, you know me, I'm hamming it up. I loved the trip to San Francisco. You know, I loved uh, the— Yeah, we got to hear about the bread bowls again, right? Right, right. The bread, we bowls, the bread were bowls were great. The Ghirardelli, the Kenny— The, the whole po- block smelled like chocolate. Right. Kenny and the Pooh Bear, me staying with Kenny back for the New York City one. Super Bowl week, I've eaten up. Now, I kind of feel like I'm like the— uh, now, I'm really doing work because I'm doing whatever I would have done in San Francisco or when we were here in New York doing Radio Row, but I'm doing that from here while doing the job of producing the show from here. So it's almost like double duty. And then when Joe D bags out on me on Tuesday, it's almost like I got to pick up his slack because we have Andrew Kaplan who comes in, who's a very nice guy off the bench, does a good job, actually, you know, did a, pull a lot of good moves Tuesday. But still, you want your starters available. And I felt Joe D really stiffed us. So when I came in Monday, Joe D was under the weather and I saw where this was going. Berman had, you know, whatever, the bird flu for the last two weeks. Yeah, Berman has seen better days. Right, so I saw saw it coming for me. I never got sick, but it looks like Joe D's the one that got sick. Joe D texts me on Tuesday. I'm out tonight, big guy. Sorry, had to let you. Didn't didn't really give me a sorry, to be honest. I came quickly and okay. I got to be honest, I was very disappointed in Joe. I was. We're all entitled to our sick days, but you have 51 weeks out of the year you could be sick. Super Bowl week is not acceptable. No, not acceptable, especially he had to grin and bear it for one day. Right. And then the next day he's off. Right. He made it basically a three-day weekend. So he knew I wasn't happy. Trash Tuesday came. I got to get to Trash Tuesday here, so we're going to continue. I'm going to vent here. James, you've, I think, filled in maybe once or twice. And got I've done a few Trash Tuesdays. I've not done a lot of them. I've maybe done two or three. Because, okay. again, Tuesday is usually my day off. So I'm so, not usually here on Trash Tuesdays. Trash Tuesday involves a lot. Whenever you hear that sound being played at the end of uh, somebody trashing, going, oh, you've been trashed. or Take taking out, out the, the trash, trash. Yeah. That's a good one, Ward. That's a good one. Whenever that happens. You've been trashed. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> DA is usually okay. DA, <laughs> you've been trashed. Right. Something like that. You should just do the liners from now on. DA is usually follow, you know, firing those sounders off a soundboard in the studio. So now when we walk in on Tuesday, Jody's not here. DA obviously doesn't have a soundboard down in Houston, so I have to rely on Andrew Kaplan to fire the soundboard. Have to run a segment that he's not accustomed to running. But we need all hands. Max Herman who's usually part of Trash Tuesday, his last day was Monday. So in steps Kevin Dexter now, who does, you know, you might hear him do a DA shift maybe once every two months. I'm Kevin Dexter. He's done Trash Tuesday twice before, as so, you know, as we'll have it, James. Probably done Trash Tuesday more than I've done Trash Tuesday. Neither time was necessarily funny or great, but he got you by. The first time was worse than the second time. The second time he got better. He shows up with all this on my plate yesterday or Tuesday. Joe D out. I'm going to keep harping on that. Goes, hey, Mraz, today's Trash Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah, Dex. He goes, I'm out. Uh, it's just a waste of time. I'm not going to embarrass myself. I go, what do you mean you're out? You just do it. He goes, we both know I'm not good at it. I'm not doing it. That was it. Put his foot down. Didn't want to take part. Wow. So if you listen to Trash Tuesday on Tuesday and you notice that it was very abbreviated and different, 
Well, we didn't have four horses out there. Kaplan was all for Trash Tuesday? Kaplan did it. Now, Kaplan trashed something that happened during the Rudy Rudiger interview an hour before. What'd you take? Kaplan got you by. He came up in a big pinch hit. He moved the runners over. Right, moved the runners over. <laughs> That's all you were looking for from Kaplan there, and he gave it to you. Meanwhile, Dexter struck out looking on three pitches. <laughs> didn't even step to the box. Crapped his pants in the bathroom. He was a late scratch from the lineup. <laughs> so... Now I'm a little angered at Dexter. I'm looking at him like, you're going to leave me out to dry. I felt like my world was basically sinking in. So we didn't have you. With that, that would have been great. You know, next week, Jay Berman starts. I'm worried about him with Trash Tuesday. So if you're worried about why Trash Tuesday didn't sound right, A, Joe D, B, Kevin Dexter. Now, the show ends on Tuesday night. I have to take now, pick up Joe's slack or what you would do on Wednesday and Thursday, and I have to podcast Right, the you actually have show. to work. Now, a couple episodes ago on the I didn't like that take. Yeah. A couple. You of- almost just let it just slide because all it- this time you're complaining. Meanwhile, last year when you were in San Francisco for the Super Bowl, I was here doing my job and your job. I agree. I had no Ghirardelli chocolate smells. I had no James, bread bowls. I agree. I had no four-hour work days. I had. You need to shut up for a second. Two, leave at midnight. James, I agree. My point is, though, I'm still doing the work from Radio Row as far as guest booking and dealing with PR reps and all that stuff. So I'm doing three jobs, essentially. That's what I'm getting at. Okay? It's becoming a nuance. Now, I'm starting to get annoyed this week. I'm okay. Losing it's, just, it's Wednesday. You got three more days left, big I'm guy. I'm starting to lose my mind. So after the show, I have to podcast. I put everything up. And what happens is on the uh, when we put up the hours, we have to send them through an uploader that has like our emails attached. And we get emails kicked back to us. That tell us, um, you know, your podcast was uploaded. Now, when we get that email, it doesn't automatically appear on the website, whether it be play.it or da on cbs.com, any of those. It'll take maybe another half an hour to digest, if you will, into the system and appear. So I head home last night. Uh, Andrew Kaplan was due to stay, and he said, you know, I'll call you if they don't appear. Now, this has happened before where Andrew Kaplan or another uh, fill-in, you know, guy for you. Right, another pinch hitter from the CBS Sports Radio bench. Right, where we'll pick up the podcasting slack, they stay and watch it. If we don't get a phone call, it means everything went well. I Let me tell you something. I got to bed about 11.15 Eastern last night. Uh, I knew today was going to be a long day, so I wanted to, you know, make sure I got my winks. By 11.15, I figured I don't have a phone call. I'm good. I woke up to, like, nine tweets. All from listeners and such saying, you know, the third hour is the third hour is up. And you know why I'm not going to complain about that? Because just a couple episodes ago on the PGP, myself and Joe went on a rant begging listeners to stop tweeting at DA when something went wrong with podcasting or anything like that so we could avoid the wrath of the czar, if right, you will. Right, right, right. So, unfortunately, not everybody got that memo because DA also got a couple of these, you know, kind of messages out. To DA's credit, I am going to tip my hat to DA here. Usually, if something is wrong with the podcast or something like that, we will get a stern talking to, like, this is unacceptable, we can't have it. DA made a a joke to another listener with me on Twitter saying, you know, basically, the analyst said this would happen when Joe D was out. And we made jokes to Joe D not being on. So I think everybody kind of was at bay and understood, you got three of the four hours up, you should chalk that up as a win. Right. This sort of like predicting the Falcons are going to win 34-17. They win right. 34-20. Right. We threw an interception. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. We turned the ball over in a turned bad spot. Turned the ball spot. over. Still so got to win. For those of you that rely on the podcast, our old overnight listeners, let's say, and you missed that third hour, have no fear. I have fixed the problem. I didn't have the, the ability to do that from home. Now, I will also say... This was not a fault of mine, but the only thing that could have corrected this in the moment is if I would have gotten the phone call that it did not appear. 
every step I took, I had the email that it was up, and I went back to the uploader, and it says they were all active on the right tabs. So it should have gone up. It was a computer. It was a legitimate computer glitch. Right. Some kind of glitch with the internal system just didn't work. Because I even was looking, because you were bringing up ways that I could have screwed it up, and it was none of those. So... Now they are all live and active, but I want to, th- first of all, thank DA for not flipping out because he's going to listen to this at some point for being reasonable. B, thank the listeners that tweet all tweeted at me. I didn't care that I got bombarded. I want you to do that. C, bash Joe D some more because, goddamn, if Joe D was in, <laughs> this would not have happened. This wouldn't have happened. He would have handled the podcast. Well, it, he would have sat there. In fairness, computer glitch, it still might have happened, but, but Joe it D- wouldn't have been your fault. Great point. Yes, it wouldn't have been my fault. So Still just, totally could have happened, but it would have been all on Joe D's plate. So I guess the moral of the story is it seemed like a lot went wrong on Tuesday, but ultimately the show still went great. It right. still sounded great. DA's doing a killer job from Radio Row and all that. But now this morning comes around. We, you know, spoiler alert, have some guest tape because there are certain guests that can't just do the, the afternoons or the evenings. Right. Some of these bigger guests, they essentially are at Radio Row for two or three hours. Right. And they have their two or three hours jam-packed with, you know, 10 to 15 interviews. So there, you only really have these guys available for a certain amount of time each day. Right. So now I'm getting to the hard part of DA being down there and myself, or even if it was you or Joe D, as long as somebody's with him. When these guests are pre-booked and you deal with, you know, either agents or agent reps or PR reps that are pushing whatever product, a lot of times because they, they're doing, you know, let's say 35 rate different radio interviews a day because this radio row is just madness with that. Inevitably, some things get backed up. A lot of times they are on time and people keep a schedule, but sometimes they don't. So the biggest guest I, I felt I had booked all week was Josh Norman. Josh Norman was set to tape an interview with Wednesday morning with Emmanuel Sanders. What happens is... Which he, is actually interesting because last year they played uh, in the Super Bowl against, against each, each other. other. Great point. So those guys were scheduled to be on together. Okay, great. DA goes down to the convention center early Wednesday morning. He's ready to go. We're on a side table because this is going to be on a time they're antiquing tyranny where, you know, DA can't record on the regular part and they're not there. So now DA calls me. I then have to email the rep that set it up. She's then calling somebody else, then emailing me back, in which case then they're now have DA's number. They're calling him. As you can see, this whole phone telephone game to find out the interview got pushed back half an hour later then inevitably we don't even get josh norman emmanuel sanders has to do it on his own because they got so backed up they had to split them up so i'm kind of disappointed in that but what i'm getting at is just the chaos that goes on on radio row i am dealing with all these phone calls and moving parts but i'm doing this from my couch from my car from work all while then having to pick up the phone and call da to let them know what's going on or giving these people da's number to figure it out and then DA then now is searching for guests that aren't pre-booked where he could be taping something and I'm off or you're off and running to go say, hey, you know, there's two tall Jones. Hey, do you have any time with DA later? You don't have any ability to do that. This whole week has been chaotic and crazy, and I hope you listeners are freaking appreciating it. And to describe Radio Row to the listeners who have never experienced it, right? it is essentially going to the mall on Christmas Eve with eight to ten minutes Per store. So you have to go into a store, get what you need in eight minutes, leave, go to the next store. It's literally an impossible task. There's people everywhere. There's radio, like, and all right, I need to go to FYE. I need to buy a CD for my, a DVD for my sister. Right. Wait a minute. There's Bath and Body Works. I need to go in there first. When I get to FYE, the store's closed. So it's literally an impossible task, task to conquer. 
So it's it's total madness. There's people all over the place. There's every single radio station from every market, big or small, that you can even think of. And it's in Houston this year, which is kind of like a centralized part of the country. So it's not like, like last year in California. Right. It was expensive to get to, so it wasn't probably as big. Houston's kind of in the middle of the road for everyone to get to. So I imagine... It is some scene there at Radio Row in Houston right now. It has now. to be. That's a great way of putting it about the shopping mall thing, and it just it really is chaotic. And then just one more thing I wanted to get to here, getting back to Joe, which this is terrible by me. I should have kept this with the Joe theme earlier, but I forgot that he texted me today, okay, because I trashed him on Trash Tuesday. This is the text I got from Joe, and you tell me whether he's in the right to text me this. So mind you, he calls out, leaves me hanging, trashes me, and this is after I find out from all the tweets about the podcast. Joe D. this morning, 1210, I'm sorry, Eastern, one, not a hello or anything, just one dash. I didn't appreciate your trash. It was very rude and disrespectful to take a shot at my integrity. Two, I did not want a long weekend. There is absolutely nothing going on from Tuesday to Thursday. Three, I have a sinus infection and currently on antibiotics. Four, most importantly, hour number three was not uploaded. Hope you have a good day. Wow. Joe you know D what? a little salty. That's very, and there was no LOL attached. Like, me and Joe have a good relationship where we could joke around a lot about a lot of things. I got the impression from that text, Joe D is ticked off at me when I'm ticked off at him. I don't like the attitude. He gave you four, too. Anytime you do a list like that, listen, one, that's that's hard. That's hard to take. He He is definitely upset at you. But you know what? I'm starting to learn he is soft as molasses. Very soft. What a baby. You know, very. Soft. I really want to call him another B word that calls you know for a family dog. That's what he's being right now. Yeah, Joe D is going to take a lot to get in my good standing, James. And I'm glad Barkley to see you. thinks LeBron's whiny. Joe, Joe D's a little whiny here. Joe D, same guy who belly ached with you on the PGP when I was out for that week. You know what? He's doing a lot of belly aching. And it's not like like Joe D has a block on, on in Game Seven to save the finals right. either. Right, and and also. You come at me with number four, that, that hour four, number four wasn't uploaded. You know that's a big deal internally. How about you pick up the phone and call me? Right, right. You know? Well, so, don't wait until 1210 and send me a text and kind of bury the lead. Yeah, so I'm annoyed at him. I'm annoyed at everything. I, honestly, I'm in the ultimate get me to Saturday mode right now. Get me to, not even Friday night, right. get me to Saturday. Let's have a couple good shows. Let's, you know, I need to hit the alcohol bottle. It's <laughs> getting bad. <laughs> need to bury a couple beers. Right, exactly. So uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the PGP. I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. And I hope you enjoyed these shows from Radio Row because there there has been chaos that you're not even aware of behind the scenes. Uh, James, you could follow you at? James Ward CBS. That's on Twitter. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.